1: okay hello everyone and welcome to the show so today we have with us kristen mays jewelry maker artist and podcast host and so much more hey kristen welcome to the show
2: thank you for having me
1: you're so so welcome hey can you expand a bit more on you know what you do what your passions are and who you love to be serving
2: absolutely absolutely So I started, I live in Wisconsin with my husband and we bought a little two acre homestead about four years ago. And it, it completely changed everything for me. Once we started the homestead, it was something that I always wanted or thought that I wanted in the past. And for for a couple of years, I was just like researching plants. I loved plants. And I was like, I really need to have some room to grow all these plants. So, so I asked my husband, can we get a homestead? And so we did. And I started planting all the plants that I could possibly plant in the world. <laughs> and, and then I started adding all these animals. And uh, the first two years were insane. I tried to do everything And I I got very burnt out and uh, my husband wasn't on board with all of it because, you know, I was spending all our money, all my time on this homestead. Uh And uh, after after a few years of just working really hard and, and trying all these different things, I realized I need to really focus. And I knew I wanted a business of some sort and. I didn't know what that business was, but I knew I wanted it to be from homesteading. So I was like, what do homesteaders do? They make products and they sell it. So then I was like, I'm gonna make goat milk soap. So I was stuck in research phase for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I I was researching like different types of soap I could make and like different things that go along with that, like lotions and things. And then when I finally started making it, I waited until we got the homestead and got the goats and all this stuff. And when I finally started making it, I realized I didn't enjoy that. So, so I enjoyed the research part of it, but I didn't enjoy actually making it. So then I was like, okay, that was a huge lesson I just learned. Never sit on something and wait for it to be perfect before starting because- hey, Hold on,
1: let's, yeah. let's just jump in there. Lesson number one. From, from yes, your world. That
2: was my um, my first what, lesson.
1: What was it that that made you sit in it for so long? Why were you in research mode? What was it that held you back?
2: Oh, I know exactly what it was. It was uh fear, it was perfectionism, like wanting things to be perfect before I started. And I I didn't know that before about myself. I thought that I was doing something, but I Oh, was you convinced yourself you doing all, all the
1: work, but actually you weren't doing anything. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I was I was putting it off and I'm like, I am doing something. I'm researching. But it, it was actually just fear of not doing it right, not being good yeah. enough. So I'm like, I, I need to get all the information. I think that's why a lot of us go to school over and over again and 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 read so many books, which is great. But if you're not really sure what you want to do, then the best thing to do is just start doing stuff things instead of just reading about it
1: yeah just more information isn't going to help right
2: yes and i learned that through personal development too i I started reading books and i I started listening to podcasts and i'm like huh i never knew that about myself that i it was from fear of not being perfect and uh and putting things off because i was afraid to put in the money or put in the Mm. time of something that wouldn't work but when I actually started doing this, when I actually started taking action for the first time. And I don't think I would have even started if I hadn't been listening to podcasts. Um, so I, I was listening to uh, Don't Keep Your Day Job, uh, Kathy Heller podcast. And, uh, and for like a week straight, it was like, just do it messy, do it scared. And I'm like, okay, I get the message. I'm going to do it. And then, so I did it. And I was like, five, six bars of soap in or batches. And I was like, this is not fun. Can I see myself doing this for the rest of my life? And the answer was no. So then I was like, okay, I need to make a change. And if I want to actually do something, I need to just take action. So then I let that go. And I just started trying different things around the homestead. And I kind of let go of, you know, the whole business thing for, for about a year. And I was like, I'm just going to see what comes to me. And then when I was, um, when I, I started butchering my own meat animals then I started with, uh, chickens and rabbits, then I was like, you know, I, I, I think that more people need to know about this, like know how to do this. And I think that's why you know, I had this thought, so I was like, this is why people are so sensitive now. And like there's, it, veganism Veganism is becoming so popular because we're so disconnected with our food. So then I started a YouTube channel to show how to butcher your own food. And then I, I had one video got like 35,000 views and I was like, well, that's crazy. Like I've never had any views on anything. And I was like, I had all these people thanking me, showing me that, showing them this. And I was like, okay maybe I'm onto something. There's
1: something in this?
2: Yes. And and I, it was, it was really interesting because it was so scary to do that because I was afraid of what people would think of me. But once I got past that fear and I was like, you know, people are going to hate this and that's okay because not everybody's going to be my person. Mm. And, and I had to kind of work through that for for a long time, a long time, I always thought I had to be for everybody, I had to be a people pleaser, and I had to get over them. And mm-hmm. after I started kind of like showing that, and I'm like, you know, what? why don't we go a little further in this butcher thing. And then I, I realized that a lot of the rabbit was going to waste. So I was like, why don't I make some rabbit foot keychains? And then... Those started selling really well. They became a bestseller on Etsy after three months. And then I was like, well, I'm throwing away the heads too. Why don't I start processing skulls? And then I made like skull necklaces and people thought those were really cool. And I started selling them with, you know, like herbal products that I was doing, but I wasn't really passionate about the herbal stuff. Mm. And then, and I was like, you know what, this is really fun. I want to keep doing this. And it's interesting and it's different and, you know, you know, when I talk about it, people are like, that's really different. That's really cool. Like you make skull jewelry and stuff. So yeah, I, I got really interested in that. And then I, um, and I started a whole oddities business from it. And I was like, went a little further and I started getting larger skulls from the butcher and from other homesteaders and making skull mounts. And then I got some flesh eating beetles. So it it's kind of like snowballed. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, And then I was like, I started a.
1: This is all come through from just exploration. You're trying, try, try, trying to find what it is that you enjoy. And one thing leads to another, leads to another, you kind of find your way. Um, It sounds like a very natural process for you
2: yeah, because in the past, like I said i was I was so stuck in research mode because I was afraid of trying things because I thought that if I tried something and failed at it, then I was a failure. And uh, I'd seen it growing up. Um, some people in my family would try different things all the time and just never really got anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so that was like this fear in me that if I keep trying different things, then I'm never gonna find what I want. So, yeah. So I got stuck in this I need to know before I start. yeah but with, on that, with, side-
1: with the law of rhythm, you've gone from not starting just research, 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 and now the the other extreme which is I'm gonna try everything and see what's going on. So you can see that there's there's always this natural flow in the universe. Um, so how has it been for you as you've gone from not doing enough to doing everything that you can? How are you now finding your balance with, ah, now let's not overcompensate. Let's do the right thing, find the right way. What was it for you that allowed you to see, hey, I, I think I found this This area is mine?
2: Um, There were a lot of things. There was a lot of um, personal limiting beliefs that I had to work through. And there was a, I, I think it all started because of that that one big lesson that I learned, stop sitting it out and just do it. And then I, I think it was just that I was trying these different things and one thing led to another and I got more excited about the new thing. And then once I started doing that, I could start getting all these ideas and thinking mm-hmm. outside the box and being different. And that I, I love just being different. I love being creepy. And <laughs> you know, like Halloween's my favorite holiday. So I'm like, I want to be like Halloween every day. And <laughs> So, so I just um, fell in love with it, uh, and uh, it, it all just kind of started from letting go of being perfect and just letting the process speak for itself. Just, just follow where mm. my heart is taking me.
1: Nice, love that. It's kind of the most people we speak to have a, a passion project. They know what they want to do, and that comes with an awful lot of. Ah, oh, the downside to that is the desire to please the desire to overcompensate the desire to over produce or, or take time so I know you're still early days in your in your business so what what is your vision where are you going what's your plan as you've found okay this is this is my area this is this is who I am um I
2: do feel like things do change for me a lot but Um, right now I feel like I do finally have a direction because for so long it was like, well, maybe I want to do this. Maybe I want to do that. And now it's like, I really want to do this. So it's, it's my oddities business. And then my podcast, where I talk about my, my journey of beginner entrepreneurship. And then eventually I want that to grow where I can be somewhat like a leader that can teach people how to live their passion. So that's that's why I call mm. it live your passion because I want to show people that you can live a life that you love. Uh my whole life it was I just want freedom. I don't want the typical nine to five. I don't want to have somebody telling me what to do all the time. Like I can't even go to work and wear my own clothes. You know, I want to choose how to live that's my not life. a
1: life for you. Absolutely. So the oddities that is the business. That is the direction the podcast is sharing your journey and help other people to find that. So, what do you need from your oddities business that's going to allow you to get that financial freedom? It's going to allow you to then live the life and help others to follow in your
2: footsteps. Um, I mean, money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that I mean, I, that I'll make money from the podcast as well and kind of get like a passive income that way. And then, uh, but for right now, I'm going to all these different shows, different vendor shows, and, and things like that, and then selling online. So right now, I'm growing and, and trying all these different things in this, in this one thing. So at first, I asked myself, who is my audience? Well, first, last year, I went to this tiny little farmer's market. Cause in the beginning I was like, I'm going to start selling at farmer's markets. And because back then it was, I, I started with herbs and then people would come to buy my table and they're like, well, that's really cool, but it's not something I wear because mm-hmm. you know, it was like skull necklaces and I'm like, okay, people like my stuff. They've shown that they liked it, but these aren't my clientele. So then I was like, where do I find my clientele? Who's going to buy from me? And then I'm like, I started making these chicken foot charms, which are like a voodoo item. So I'm like, witches would buy from me. So let's go to witchcraft events. So I started selling at those and I started selling really well. And then I started finding these oddity events and groups and it, yeah. So it was right now it was, well, in the past few months, it was finding my audience and now it's growing my audience. So Mm -hmm. It is in the very beginning. So I can't say like in the next 10 years, this is exactly what it's going to look like because it is still changing and still growing. But I do feel like I have a decent direction of where I'm headed, where I found my audience. So now let's go to the big events. I've got like five huge events this fall. So Mm -hmm. we're going to see how those go. And uh, yeah, just handing out my business cards, going to, I want to start doing networking events. So just getting myself out there right now and, and focusing on what kind of products do I really want? Do I want to do the large skull mounts? Let's see how those sell. Um, do yeah. I want to do like all the little things, see the, how those sell.
1: Can I challenge a bit of your, your business plan there and see where this takes us? Cause it sounds like you've, you've found your, you're finding your audience. Again, it's a lot of sort of play and trying to work things out here. Mm-hmm you've got your events coming up and you've kind of found different events and found your people there. Your biggest challenge right now is money. If you had the money, oh my gosh, this would be your full time. And you'd be like, yes, this is what I do. This is who I am. You're limiting yourself to a number of events. It sounds like you're limiting yourself to these, these pockets. Maybe there's a little bit of safety in there because whether you're, maybe that's your experience, your past with events is where you sell rather than How can you be consistent maybe every single day to show up where your audience is? So rather than limit yourself, let's find the opportunity, let's find how can you expand? How can you increase your revenues today, tomorrow to be able to do that rather than wait a week, a month, six months for this key event and then there's so much pressure on that event. Um, Anything resonate there?
2: Yeah, I totally get that because I do feel like because I'm kind of in the beginning, I do still limit myself and it is hard to kind of like break out of that because, mm. you know, you've limited yourself your whole life and you you've listen to other people saying, oh, that's not possible or you have to do this. You have to do that.
1: Oh, so, to hell with them. They talk yeah.
2: rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I do feel like I do limit myself and I, I totally get that. Um, yeah, it's uh it's trying to break free from from all those beliefs too oh then let's break
1: free so if you're in agreement that maybe you're limiting yourself somewhere why this is a good conversation to have why do you feel that you're limiting yourself if you can be so vulnerable
2: um i think there's a lot of reasons i think the main one is fear um fear that i'm not going to be good enough that i'm even if i do become successful how am i going to fulfill all these orders when i'm making all this stuff myself
1: oh um, the fear of success yes <laughs>
2: yes <laughs> that was, that's always been a big one i'm like oh but what if i do get big like i'm the only one making this do i have to hire people and it's like i i feel like i'm thinking too far ahead in that in that in that way because i i am trying to just let it flow and let it let things come as as they come but like you Ooh, said, so there there are some limiting that, things that
1: there flow that you've glorified, that you've seen as such a badge of honor that's that feels nice. And I'm sure it does. I know this. I was there as well. Just I'll let it happen naturally. I'll let it happen naturally. It's fine. It's kind of working, which means I don't have to put myself out there and I won't get the success. Oh my gosh, you see what you're doing? Right. And do you feel that with this flow? You're not actually going to get the success. So that future problem isn't there. And you're not really putting stuff out there. So you're not going to have that. It's not working. You've you've kind of sat yourself right in that pocket in the middle.
2: That makes That's a lot of sense. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that I, really helps. I, I can see that that I do that.
1: Which what do you want? what do you want first? Do you, do you want to be like, uh Oh, I got some problems here. I need to fulfill all these, these orders. There's a, there's huge demand for what I do because I'm so different. And your personality plays a lot into that. Or would you rather be like, yep, didn't work. Now I know for a fact, what's what's next?
2: No, you're totally right. I, I do want success and I need to stop being afraid of it.
1: Okay, so let's squash the demons that's in the future. Okay, the one that we can't see right now. You get success. Okay, your business skyrockets. Your orders coming through. Like I'm one person because you're a solopreneur, which means you're the accountant, the cleaner, marketing, sales, fulfillment, everything. Right? You're bringing yeah. more people. Should that be the right model for you? You can hit your level and stay there, max capacity, or you can expand, utilize other people's resources, time abilities or maybe some skill sets you don't have to expand the products that you have what scares you most because it's always come back to fear what scares you most about that scenario
2: not being able to pay people (laughs) I guess um I think because I come from basically poverty I grew up poor that I still have all these limiting beliefs around money Mm. and it's hard to break free of that and I, I feel like I am Uh, getting better at that but I do still feel like I have all these blocks that I'm never gonna have enough money to pay somebody like I thought about that too where I'm like if I were to hire somebody who would I hire first and then I'm like I would hire a cleaning person to clean my house so that I have more time to work on my products (laughs) like that would be the first thing so I'm not always worrying about a dirty house you know so so I try to I try to think of things that seem like they could be doable for me right now, but I do need to to start thinking bigger as well.
1: Can I then one one aspect there is? I mean, what you just said there—whether you're aware of it or not—that is a beautiful stepping stone to have. You know, do a time study, see where you're spending your time. To get a cleaner, a driver, a cook—all these things. How can you reduce the time spent on these these tasks that don't bring you money and bring it, and so you can spend your time not work twenty-four-seven? Because that's not what this show is about absolutely not there's the time to hustle but not all the time so how can you leverage your time get a cleaner pay them whatever 10 20 30 bucks an hour and then you can work on your business earning 100 200 500 a thousand because of what you're doing average now i think one of the things you also said there was yeah there's money scarcity so with your limiting beliefs with the barriers that you know you have and you do a lot of personal development. You, you know a lot about the barriers i think you know too much you know all the right answers <laughs> what can you hold space with to go, cool i have this barrier how do i leverage it how can i leverage this to my uh to my benefit so find the negativity find the fears find the barriers and how can you leverage that to actually work for you rather than against you
2: are you actually asking me? Yeah, I still feel like I, I'm, I'm in that place where I don't even know. I don't know how to get out of it. Um, and I think I, I still get stuck in that. Um, I need more information. So I listen to more podcasts or I read more books. So I do still feel like, I do still feel like I do get stuck in that still. And I'm like, okay, yeah, how do I quit my job? And right now it's like, let's just make enough money to replace my income from my job and then I can quit. So, mm. so that's where I'm at right now is let's make enough money so I can quit my job <laughs> to replace but the income.
1: Still sitting in that pocket of comforts in the pocket yeah. of just not, not quite doing that, but not, not doing that. So not staying away from those two, two fears. Yeah how can you that's absolutely
2: true i'm still i'm still stuck in that
1: but gotta feel like i don't have that answer
2: (laughs) it's
1: tough very well yeah it's so tough i mean this is you are sat step six within our system called uncomfort it's that place before you do the fucking thing it's where anxiety guilt doubt lives Mm
2: -hmm. it
1: holds us back it's crippling
2: exactly
1: it's how you're able to get that energy, that motivation, that support, the accountability, the people around you to be able to hold your hand and say, "Look, you've got this." So I think what you're doing right now with your podcast, with your business, it's beautiful to share everything that you that you're going through right now. That next step, that is where you're going to take so many people through. Once you get past this hurdle, just think of the stories you can tell. You're so deeply ingrained in not doing something and then overdoing all the other elements to stay away from the fears if you could overcome this hurdle oh my gosh that is an amazing story and you're sharing it from from day one it's
2: beautiful well thank you i i definitely feel what you're saying that i am definitely in that that place where it's like i'm almost there but how do i get over the hurdle and uh and i i I felt it recently where I I go through extreme highs and extreme lows. So it's like for a while, for like almost the whole year, I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. I've got this. I'm doing my thing. And then like right there when it's like, okay, I'm doing it. But how do I actually do it full time? How do I do it? And then and then I went through this just very deep depression for about a month. And I was just just awful and I'm like and then I just stopped doing everything for a while and I'm like I just can't go on I can't do any more interviews I can't make any more products I can't clean the house I can't do anything and uh and I'm finally getting out of that now and, and back on track but I do feel like I go through that a lot the the extreme highs and extreme lows and I think it's all part of it I think that we all go through that and I think that's that's important to know and maybe not quite as extreme as someone who has like you know ADHD or you know stuff like that I don't even know what I have I was told that I have that but there's there's other reasons hey you
1: Um, are a human being you know this podcast we talk about the roller coaster journey it is a roller coaster it is highs and lows it's how you manage yourself it's how you manage and approach these challenges it's how as an entrepreneur you stay on your path without killing yourself losing relationships imploding your business that's the fun of games and you know what spoiler it's never not going to be not hard
2: yes and i think that that's um i feel like i'm able to get out of them a lot faster than i used to like i could go through months of being depressed or like get back into like addiction problems and just trying to quiet the noise because i have this overactive mind where i always want to do everything yeah. And then I get so obsessed and I get so many things going that I burn myself out. And then I go yeah. back into the low.
1: So you first started by saying yes. I was doing everything and you burnt out. You're mm-hmm. kind of following the same cycle right now. Yes. There's a bit more awareness, a bit more justification. I think because mm-hmm. you're closer to your fears now that are, oh, I can't quite see that, but is a similar kind of cycle. So I think, if nothing else from this this episode, of if you've been able to identify, oh yeah, I am doing that. Now, lovingly, you get put a choice. Oh, what do you what do you get to do that? Information, stay where you are, keep trying, make a change in spite of the fear. Um, choose your own adventure. This is this is your choice. So, um, I hope you've enjoyed sharing and bearing all with with us today it's been fascinating to hear your your side as you're right on the cusp of making it
2: well thank you I love your honesty because most people would be like oh you're doing it you're doing so amazing and, and you start like feeling that and then the people closest to you are like oh you've been doing this for so long you're not getting anywhere but then like you know you have somebody yeah. with an outside perspective and it's like okay this is where you're at and I love that because like so many people could say, you know, you're you're perfect, you're doing amazing, but you got to have those people there be really like, you know, that you're struggling with this, and you need to know that. So I love that.
1: I'm so pleased. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Look, if people find out more about about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you?
2: Thank you. Um, you can find me on uh, my podcast is called Live Your Passion, so you can find yeah. it on. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Music, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And then I have my business, since it's pretty new, I don't have an actual um, website yet. I just have a Facebook page called Moonlight Emporium that is my oddities business. And then an Etsy shop, Moonlight Emporium KM. So that's where you can find me. I also have a YouTube channel called The Homestead Adventure, but that's kind of old, what I was doing before. But you can still see that on there.
1: Awesome stuff. Well, everyone, go check that out. Go check out the oddities there. They're fascinating. I love it. So, hey, Christian, thank you so, so much for your time and, and for sharing.
2: Yes, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really enjoyed it.
1: Hey, you're welcome.